0: The Desert of the Real.
1: Welcome to Desert of the Real, a movie podcast where we make Jason watch movies he doesn't want to watch. I am your host, Ryan Hudson.
0: I am the co-host, Jason
1: Dietz. I am sure our re- listeners, our beloved listeners, are going to have a lot of hot takes about your hot takes, Okay, is my thought, because I've said in like the last episode, I'm pretty sure you were going to like this one.
0: Yeah, you were
1: wrong. I was so wrong. So, so, so wrong. wrong. Go ahead. I think before we get to the summary, I don't know, do you want to tell us some of your initial thoughts about what you witnessed in captain america the first avenger this
0: it hurt <laughs> that's all i have to say to begin
1: yeah you it's this is your so, least favorite yes, one by and, far and this is in a series that has the incredible hulk and iron man yeah. 2 in it yeah that i make actually sense.
0: liked iron man 2 okay yeah this one was terrible the cinematography was terrible the acting was terrible the logic of basically anything that happened in the movie was terrible um the <laughs> the villain and his play-doh face oh my was terrible i can
1: only i can bear so the, much but the, the en- yours. The, the ending
0: was terrible Everything was terrible. Oh I gave it one star because of the presence of Tommy Lee Jones in the movie, <laughs> even though Tommy Lee Jones can't actually act, and he's always what just are you Tommy about? Lee Jones. Oh he's, but I like Tommy Lee Jones. Okay. Uh, but he can't act, but yeah. I like
1: him. You liked one thing about this movie, and it was Tommy Lee Jones. Yes, yeah. Uh, that's pretty much it, yep. Um, you know what's funny that you say that this movie didn't look good? I might be wrong. I need to address a couple things I've gotten wrong in the past. Uh, but the first thing is I think this is the first MCU movie shot on, on digital, excuse me, because Iron Man 2, and I believe Thor was shot on film. And I think from here on out, digital – the whole way okay um which is important to some people not really me i know a lot of people get really bogged down in like uh different cameras and even lenses being used for filming movies because uh, it changes how sh- scenes are shot and stuff and a lot of people get really passionate about when movies get converted from dvd to blu-ray people like will compare stills or and, and, like scenes from blu-ray conversions from when they were shot like theatrical release because sometimes it makes a difference and i'm not one of those that are passionate about it anyway i need to address pointing out to a from a friend of mine that in the incredible hulk they tease the villain with the big brain and i said his name was sasquatch that is not his name his name is the leader i mean he never comes back he never comes into play but that's who the tease was Also, I think I got this wrong. Uh, Disney buys Marvel, like all of Marvel, before Iron Man 2. But the film distribution rights went to Paramount for um, uh, Iron Man 2, Thor, and Captain America. Uh, So they had to be released through Paramount. And on Disney+, Plus, it still says Paramount with those flying stars and stuff. Um, But it's not until Avengers. Avengers is the first movie... That does not have Paramount and all that stuff. Anyway, I like that type of stuff. I get interested, like, who owns what and the logistics and rights and things there. Anyway, I wanted to address – set the record straight. Our listeners demand (laughs) authenticity, correctness. All right, speaking of politically incorrectness, tell us about the summary.
0: Little wimpy dude wants to go to war for some reason, and he – Gets kicked out and kicked out and kicked out. And finally, this, I'm assuming, Jewish-German scientist (laughs) recruits him to get injected with blue Kool-Aid and shot with Vita rays. And he suddenly grows two feet and his entire body proportions change and he becomes captain america okay so then he uh they decide that the best use for this superhuman being is to perform on broadway and so he goes around performing on the stages and saying buy bonds and knocking out hitler and then they decide to send him over to the troops for some reason. And then he finds out that his best buddy gets taken by a evil megalomaniac villain guy. Uh, and Captain America decides that his Broadway days are over. And he's going to go rescue his friend and the squad. So he goes <coughs> by himself. Uh, he takes with him his very bright American flag shield, and he somehow sneaks all the way through the megalomaniac evil villain's base it's he f- with his glow-in-the-dark shield. He <laughs> finds the people. <laughs> yeah. Meanwhile, Saying Red, r- <laughs> red Plato Man guy gets this box, mm-hmm. and out of this box, he gets enough power that he can put crap in every weapon that he owns and these weapons freaking disintegrate crap sometimes. Other times, they blow crap up. Okay, so (laughs) then we enter my favorite part of this, which is Captain America's slow-mo battle scenes. (laughs) I literally thought... The, I was watching an episode of One Punch Man, because it was so, it was is. so ludicrous that he's like jumping off in the slow and, <laughs> and crap, and then Plato Head, I don't even know his name. <laughs> red Play- Skull. Okay, Red <laughs> can, Skull. Can
1: describe what he looks like. I,
0: I did. <laughs> Re- Plato Head. Okay. Anyhow, so uh, decides that yeah he's gonna try and kill all the people. he fails and for some unknown reason he just decides to blow up his entire operation I don't know why nobody knows why it doesn't make any sense and the whole thing is blowing up around him and he's still there for some reason for long enough to have a confrontation a very dramatic confrontation with Captain America on the other side of the explosions then he gets in his flying wing thing and then Captain America's i don't know like flies across the space or something
1: grabs onto the thing it's like a 30 foot jump he's got it, what, super uh, oh, enhanced okay, power. Right. I don't know if you missed he, i
0: think he used the force And so he gets there, he climbs up in, we have this enormous battle, and then he crash-lands the Black Wing, and then somehow survives being frozen, solid,
1: for 70
0: years, and then they (laughs) find him,
1: and they resurrect him, the end. There you go. I think people like hearing your ridiculous statements. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, what of that was ridiculous summary is over
0: okay give me the ridiculous i
1: i can't believe i have to explain this to you but this is a comic book oh i thought you
0: were gonna say this is a comedy if it was a comedy (laughs) then i would be like yeah that was hilarious
1: so vita rays (laughs) don't actually exist guess what What? (laughs) gamma rays don't actually exist either the way that it's used and also uh vibranium what what it doesn't oh i forgot vibranium yeah my bad. What in the summary? No, yeah, well, it's not. So here's a fun fact: in the comics, Captain America's shield is vibranium and adamantium. Do you oh, know who else? So has... Wolverine's claws Wolverine's are claws. In the shield. They didn't have the rights to adamantium, so it's just vibranium. Just so it's just vibranium, another cool. metal that doesn't exist. So, and we'll see yeah. come up later on. We'll have Another to talk places. about the shield at some point. No, we will. There's actually some things to talk about, some fun yeah. history facts There's about the shield. There's also a lot of bull crap.
0: No, okay. But anyhow, you go just ahead. You have
1: to that that the shield will no. not obey the law of physics. In fact, a later movie literally points this out because it's just a thing that is happening in front of our eyes. Okay. Anyway, I'll just let the audience stew in anger over that summary because a lot of <laughs> – things were well i
0: mean those are all my main points for the for this episode so well (laughs) probably should have toned it down a little bit but this was the the one of the worst movies movies i've ever seen
1: i needed to ask you i couldn't wait to ask you because you hated tony stark yes but i'm like we need an arrogant guy because we have like, we have Captain America, who's the Boy Scout guy, who everything is right guy. Yeah. So, how, does it make you paint your opinion on, on Iron Man? No. no. So, what do you want from a superhero? <laughs> That's what I want to know. I want,
0: I want Loki in my superhero, <laughs> you, I think. I want Loki to be a superhero. Well, okay.
1: He's got two seasons of a show okay. that we can watch on, or <laughs> we'll, we'll make you watch eventually. So, do we want
0: to talk about Captain America's um, character arc, or do you have other oh, well, pieces like, that you want to...
1: His main drive is wanting to do the right thing to save the day.
0: That's his only drive.
1: Yeah. That's and all that he has. Characters can have one drive. That's true. You know what my favorite example of this is? You, I want you to guess. Yeah. Um, Captain America. No. We usually we want our characters to start one way and end a different way. A character yes. arc, how they change... But sometimes characters don't change. They change those around them because of how they are and uh, their example they set. My favorite example is Paddington Bear. Paddington Bear does not change. He just teaches people, if you're kind and polite, you'll set the world right. And people change around him. Captain America is basically like this. However, when you step back at the end of a 10-year... A character arc with multiple movies and multiple Avengers movies. He does have an arc. Okay. And we'll see it, but you're not wrong. He doesn't change her. He's but the your point is a movie. really good
0: one. Oh. Well, hold had, on. I, I had not pitch. thought about that. Point. Okay, I might check. Me. You've had lots of good points. <laughs> but yeah. I can okay. Oh. So okay. that that might change my some of my opinion of this. I hadn't thought of that. Me that's a good neither point.
1: until just now. But huh? <laughs> but, like, just rest assured, that's where he starts now in 10 movies. Are you excited to see? Did it pique your interest? Oh, Captain America in the modern day from World War II.
0: No, Captain America was such a boring character for me yeah. that I can't imagine that they've made other movies of him. Yeah. yeah. But... Now that I have your perspective, I'll have to rethink.
1: Ooh, nice. I'll have to rethink that. I remember when I was in high school, I had a friend who was wearing a Captain America shirt. And a teacher, he said, oh, my friend Steve Rogers is in the room. And at the time, no one knew the name Steve Rogers. Mm. And I think people would know now. Yeah. Steve Rogers is Captain America. Where I didn't When know this that. movie came out, Steve Rogers, the name itself was not enough to know. Something I thought was kind of interesting is the fact the very very beginning in the Antarctic, they see the wing. They go in this thing like, "What is this place?" I was like, "Are they doing an alien spaceship?" Yes. Yeah. Like, what is this? I was are they, hopeful. Are they trying to trick us? Here? I was hopeful.
0: <laughs> Actually, before we move on from like Captain America as a character, per your request, I'm going to be adding the philosopher. Of the real, or whatever. (laughs) It doesn't work as well as the dessert of the real. But Aristotle had a concept of happiness called eudaimonia.
1: Eudaimonia. How do you die? Monia. Monia,
0: Which was actually, ironically, the opposite of what it sounds like. (laughs) But basically, his idea was that happiness comes from good character. And so... Captain America seems to be the, the, the paragon of eudaimonia, even to the point that um, Aristotle believed that eudaimonia was not restricted to this lifetime. So that part was actually really interesting from a philosophical perspective at the end when um, Captain America basically resurrects. Yeah. The, the fact that he didn't get his date was impacting his eudaimonia after his death. Oh. So that, that part was actually kind of cool. So if they were trying to give us an illustration of Aristotle's concept of, of character-driven happiness, yeah. they hit the nail on the head. That's awesome. So that is the philosopher
1: of the real. I, I like that. Also, here's something. Man, it's going back. It's fun to go back now. But I forgot that there's that direct correlation from Thor and Asgard to this movie with the tesseract and also i Which know what? the tesseract was the cube
0: oh the little loaf of bread yeah sized.
1: and i know if you read comics you were annoyed at all the new marvel fans calling it the tesseract because it was supposed to be called or originally called the cosmic cube mm. but it's the tesseract now and it'll be back oh will it be bad because
0: it makes a lot of sense yeah it's just a powerful
1: cube that if you look at it it affects you you hold it you die or whatever happened and you
0: wave it at a gun and it turns into a disintegrator yeah it's a source okay it doesn't it's not too
1: much of a stretch to say here's a power source let's put it into uh, okay
0: okay 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 (laughs) that's fine yeah we can put the power source in the gun yeah but if it's the size of a like a loaf of bread. You can't put it in all the guns and the tanks a, and the bombers a, and you can't power an enormous facility with it. You it's you have a so limited amount No that's bullcrap.
1: It's the most that is powerful. bull crap. That is bullcrap. <laughs> I don't think it's the power stone yet, though. I think, <laughs> I think it's something else. So um, yeah, I
0: had a huge problem with the little blue bread loaf. Okay. It made no sense at all.
1: Not even just it's don't no, know.
0: like it is, it is, it it defies the laws of energy conservation. Does
1: it defy the law? of Comic book logic, though.
0: It defies something.
1: You know, I will say that a personal nitpick, and uh, once it gets pointed out, it's hard not to ignore. So it's something like, oh, I would never have thought about that. So, for example, guns uh, do a lot of unnecessary cocking, like loading bullets in. That you'll see someone's... just point a gun and the click click sound and like he didn't he didn't put yeah, a gun. He didn't that's it. that's a fake sound effect yeah. or a lot of times people drink from cups that are clearly empty and once you notice these things like yeah. ah, they're all over the place one of my personal nitpicks is when someone gets evaporated with a laser gun and they just disappear completely that's annoys me but it's in everything from like star trek to this to uh, A lot of things. It's always great. A great example of not doing that is the Steven Spielberg War of the the Worlds when the laser turns them into dust and stuff, which is also like a reference to 9-11.
0: So perhaps since you're the Tesseract defender, I don't know, I have no problems with this cosmic cube. Can you explain to me why in some cases when the Tesseract is used to shoot something, they disintegrate? And other times when the Tesseract is used to sue something, it blows up. Um is it is it an intelligent tesseract that's deciding yeah. you have <laughs> lived a life that is terrible enough to disintegrate?
1: Yeah. It's like the budget went to practical effects here I, versus I, I computer don't know effects. However, you'll be begging for practical effects in the end. <laughs> You're like, "Why is it all CGI? Where is all uh, the practical effects?" Yeah. Um, little things. I also like skinny uh, and skinny and small Captain America. And you're right. There is some changing going on because they either put Steve Evans' head on a skinny person or they literally digitally made him tiny. And some shots that you can really tell. Like when he's... Right before he gets accepted by um, the the German doctor, Stanley Tucci. Do you like Stanley Tucci? Yeah. He's, he's awesome. I love Stanley Tucci. And he's the doctor. I forgot he was in this, to be honest. But when he gets off the table... And if you rewatch it, it's very weird and janky. He he
0: goes from three, (laughs) I swear, three, six to maybe five, four, just randomly between shots.
1: You know, I don't know what it is because maybe it's if I'm having a good time or if I'm liking the movie. I just don't notice those things as much because my wife and I, I don't just, see how you could possibly we, not notice. We that. just watched uh, Transformers Rise of the Beast. And I was getting more annoyed with that movie. But I was like, oh, what? That didn't match up with the last shot. Like things aren't lining up here. What's going on? I was way more like meticulous with my nitpicks. So
0: like, right. okay, I'm going to be honest. I went into this movie expecting to like it because you said I thought you would. you said I would. And it, like, by the time that he changed size dramatically for like the third time, I was like, how? How did, n- did the editor not notice that he's randomly changing sizes? And so that's when I started to dislike the movie.
1: What's so funny is. Okay, I teach a film class and I always ask them every movie if they liked it or didn't like it. And I do not let them say it was good and bad because they need to explain why it was good and why it was bad. And I give them, and this is actually, if you want to get into film criticism, five great categories to critique. Dialogue, the writing of the movie, the acting, good and bad, the cinematography, the editing, and of course musical score or sound. Like what you hear. Okay. And you kind of, your area of critique that you get bogged on is maybe the editing, it sounds like. The things that lining up. For
0: this movie, yeah. For this movie.
1: Because that is a specific thing you notice.
0: I mean, there's a lot of other things, but yeah. Yeah. Uh,
1: Here's why I thought you would like it. What are your thoughts on The Rocketeer?
0: I watched that a couple of times a long time ago. It seems like I liked it.
1: Because this movie is directed by the same guy, Joe Johnson. Joe Johnson was responsible for a lot of iconic movies from the 90s. Movies like, oh yeah, it's of course that type of movie. Like for example, uh, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Mm. And maybe Rocketeer, but like Jumanji. Oh yeah. Oh, and he's kind of like a discount Spielberg in a way. In fact, he's directed some of the young Indiana Jones stuff. He directed Jurassic Park 3, which isn't great, but... But no. then he did Hildago, the Wolfman, and then Captain America, the first Avenger, a movie I've never heard of after that. And the Nutcracker and the Four Realms was his last movie. <laughs> did you even hear about that one? No. <laughs> he didn't go to the Four Realms. So,
0: so <laughs> no. after Captain America, they were like, yeah, you're done.
1: Yeah. For some reason, he... Well, I can tell you why. <laughs> he he, he kind of stopped. <laughs> But here's the thing, and this isn't an original, and I want to just highlight that I didn't put this connection myself, but there are some distinct correlations between The Rocketeer and this movie. In fact, it's almost kind of like a remake in a way. Huh. Rocketeer is a, a love letter to movies that came decades before Joe Johnson. Uh, was directing movies. When he was a kid, he's probably watching movies that had American gangsters in it Mm. or had like, uh, Oh, like the Robin hood, the bad guys, like the actor who plays Robin hood type thing. So it's like a love letter, uh, a highlight of that era of Hollywood. And then fast forwarded to like uh, 2011 when this movie came out, it's the same thing, but I was getting once again, big Spielberg vibes. Like, it seemed kind of, to me, <laughs> reminiscent of, like, Indiana Jones. With, yeah. With the okay. music, Alan Sifestri, who who's done, not Spielberg movies, but, like, Back to the Future, that Spielberg hands-on stuff anyways. Uh, the soundtrack sounded very Spielbergian to me. Okay. Uh, some, like, a lot of, yeah, I guess, action hero set pieces. Fighting Nazis, even. Right. If you would. So, it seemed like... Uh, a love letter to a couple decades earlier type of action movies. Okay. And I'm going to agree with you. The the good thing that I like that you did not like. Okay. I thought you were going to agree with me. Well, I am. Oh. I am. This movie is unabashedly, unab- unabashedly <laughs> sincere. In fact, it's the most sincere out of all of these Marvel movies. Meaning sappy... I guess so. Okay. Like, the intent of a good guy doing the uh, right thing for the good reason to give you good feelings. With type no flaws. With no flaws. Like, Captain... Not Captain America. Iron Man. The commercial for Iron Man said, real heroes aren't born. They're built. I remember that. Okay. Uh, and Hulk is just an average action movie. You know.
0: Sub average.
1: Yeah, movie. exactly. Uh, Captain America... Or, excuse me. Um, Iron Man 2 is... More of like the same of Iron Man One. Right. It's like this is a cool guy. Just a better version. Right. Of Iron and Man then 1. Thor is just literally the hero's journey. It's fantasy. Yeah. Like yep. it's every single step of the hero's journey type yeah. of thing. But this movie feels like it's trying to bring back that romantic feeling of old classic Hollywood. Like big the when there was only five big movie studios and they had to obey the Hayes code and there was no uh, inappropriate things in the movie because it was literally against the law that yeah. type of thing like the 50s into yeah. the 60s and was things or maybe in 40s 50s and you know it's like similar to Rocketeer that it's like reminiscing that type of hero sure at least to I can me. see that
0: yeah no I can see that but for I'll sure.
1: say this the sincerity is a double-edged sword in this movie you didn't like how, like, Captain America had no flaws, and I can see that. I'm like, yeah. Part of me rolled my eyes. I'm like, okay, let's.
0: Yeah, but I'm, I'm I'm like I said earlier, I might change my opinion on that after I think about your take. Yeah. Because, but- like, Jesus Christ had no flaws, and, and there was not a whole lot of, you know, arc to his life. <laughs> the and, yet, and yet, and <laughs> yet, yeah, he has this huge impact. So I can, okay. I am I might retract my objection to yeah. him
1: not having it. It just also leads to some comedy. Like, who are you? Captain America. <laughs> you know, that's type of stuff where how he interacts with people. Like, or I can, I can do this all day, you know, yeah, the, I can do this all day attitude. That's just like who he is and he doesn't understand the world is. Well, you're not saying maybe he understands. He wants to go to war, not to kill people, which was a conversation I liked a lot. It's like, I don't want to kill anybody. I just want to do what's right. That's right. why he has a shield. It's a very defensive weapon. It's not like a shield. Yes. He does use a gun, don't get me wrong. Yes. But his main weapon is a shield, which yeah. blocks, you know, protects Ev- people. Everything, yeah. And it can. It's a frisbee. It's a so can we, Yeah, ring. can we talk about Let's the talk shield? Let's talk about the shield. Okay, <laughs> problem 1
0: I had with the shield. We're going through the 007 moment of this movie where where they're like, "Oh, we have this object and this thing that we could try out." And he picks up this thing that's like sitting behind some garbage or something. Yeah. It's it's his shield. Yeah. Okay, that's fine. Mm-hmm. Except for the guy, whoever the guy is that's showing off all of his stuff, he's like, that's made out of vibranium. The rarest metal on Earth yeah. is sitting behind the garbage. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> problem one. Problem Kay. two is, and we just decided to make it into a prototype shield. Okay, so the rarest <laughs> metal on Earth, they made it into a prototype shield that they stuck in the garbage and, okay, so, great. <clears throat> so, problem three with the shield. Problem four, it's a boomerang. Yeah, what's wrong with that? Well, okay, I don't know if you've ever thrown a boomerang in your life, but boomerangs are not conical. They're not round. And there's <laughs> a reason know. why boomerangs are not conical or round, because if it was, <sighs> oh, I don't know, shaped like a frisbee, it would probably fly like a frisbee, it does. and land
1: over there. It have you, ever, the person
0: flies back, have you ever in your life North thrown a frisbee? America
1: can just see where it needs to throw it to bounce back. Oh, that's
0: horse crap. Um, so you've never thrown a frisbee. I've thrown a frisbee. No, not like <laughs> this, because you've never thrown a frisbee and then had it come right back to you, ever, in your life, unless you were in a
1: hurricane. Okay. Okay, so, so the shield here's
0: the is here's the 100% bullcrap. Iron Man has a
1: suit that can do all sorts of things. That Cult makes gets sense. Angry and turns into a giant monster. Well, Thor has a Doesn't make hammer. sense. Thor is a god. Captain America has enhanced abilities and has a shield that comes back. That's just no. what you have to accept. No, I don't. <laughs> it Keith, does, makes no sense. I don't know. Do you know the, pro- the I don't know the principles of vibranium? Maybe a man. <laughs> <laughs> you know what vibranium works.
0: the rarest metal on Earth that yeah. we're going to make into a shield and toss yeah. over here with the other garbage.
1: I have a fun fact about the shield. So, uh, the beginning of the movie. Well, I kind of like before I get to my fun fact. He picks up like the car door when he's big for yeah. the first time, and that's kind of where he gets the idea of to use a shield. Then he gets the different shaped shield at first, and because in the comics that's what he had at first. But they had to change it because uh, another comic series claimed the rights to shields that looked that way. And you would never guess what comic it was because – no, you would never guess. It's Archie Comics said that they had a shield oh, that yeah. looked like that. And for those who are young listening to this, Archie is Riverdale. Jughead and Archie yeah. and all of those. And I know it's Riverdale now, but it used to be – it's still a comic, but it, yeah, it used was to be huge, like a huge band comic. like old cartoon and stuff. Yeah. Anyway. So that's why it, it became a circle and then it helped them out because the circle shield became more iconic as a comic book. Okay, you're not wrong. I like Tommy Lee Jones in this movie. He's got a lot of great lines. He does. Uh, the I'm not kissing you. Yeah. <laughs> I think was great. What's funny here's what's funny about time is I remember the scene when he throws the grenade and Steve Rogers gets on it, mm-hmm. and that's what proved that he needs to be the guy. At the time, I was like, oh, I wish the trailer didn't show that scene to us, because that seems like a spoiler, that would have been a nice moment. But now it's like, oh, yeah, you did not watch trailers for old movies. You didn't see the trailer for that. No. You had no idea it was coming. And it's like, oh, yeah, that's the thing that happens. But at the time, I remember thinking, like, oh, wouldn't that have been a nice moment that wouldn't that got spoiled by the trailer? But." time just slips by and just (laughs) keeps trudging along and uh we have these things that don't even matter anymore like (laughs) captain america (laughs) hey that's kind of what the movie is about right he's an ancient relic yeah (laughs) in a different time at least anyway all right all right
0: let's move to the problems with the serum
1: what problems what are you talking about well
0: okay I mean, I I get that we have to suspend some logic for the superhero universe. And so the blue Kool-Aid and the Vita Rays, whatever, okay, whatever. So my problem with the serum is Tucci dies, and they don't know how to make more serum yeah
1: that that's is why he's the only one that's garbage Why?
0: there is no way that he had all of the knowledge about all of this just in his head yeah none of his assistants knew Boked anything out. none of anyone he just in his own little head in his little lab he put together this little blue kool-aid yeah and he only had the one and he injected it into this guy he dies and it goes like, there's that makes zero sense to well, me. Well, I don't
1: know. No sense. Well, maybe he just didn't want anyone to know about it. Maybe he knew it could get into the wrong hands. That's like when Bucky Barnes gets rescued, he's being experimented on. And it also sets up all different ideas in later movies about the Super Soldier. We can never remake the Super Soldier. Why? Cause the guy died. I don't know. No, see,
0: see, that's what. Okay, so that's a for me. That's a logical flaw. Okay. There's no scientist on the planet that does not have reams and reams of Mm. notes about all of their experiments, all of the things they tried, everything. There is no way. You're not wrong. No way that they can't reconstruct this serum and make a hundred million captain america is the only reason they don't is because they want captain america to be a superhero in the freaking avengers that are coming up
1: yeah so that
0: is i i I guess it's
1: it's not an issue for me Um, (laughs) how can that not be an issue it's like oh no because oh no whoops you're the only one the recipes lost with him for me i'm like it's like
0: it was it would be like iron man being the only iron man he is the he's only, not Iron, the only Man. Iron Man.
1: There's a lot of other suits. You know why? <laughs> he because he Iron. kept records of what he did, and he tried it out, and Wait, he made other we suits. Over this. We saw people trying to duplicate it in Iron no, Man, Two. No, because
0: there's... Okay, <laughs> anyhow. He's not the only one. There's like four suits. I saw it in the movie. Right. Anyhow, so anyway. that's my problem with the serum.
1: Okay, that's fine. Okay, first off, Haley Atwell plays Peggy Carter who actually has a mini TV show I've never watched that was on ABC and stuff because her characters kind of became popular. Let's see a super spy kind of start S.H.I.E.L.D. This is the beginning of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah. Tony's dad helped start S.H.I.E.L.D. That's kind of fun. That is cool. And now Haliat was in Mission Impossible, which is awesome. Do you like Toby Jones? He was the assistant to I Redskull. love Toby Jones. Yeah, I thought he did really Not good. necessarily in this movie, but I, oh, love, really? I love him. You need to watch a movie called First Cow. Which and is... you
0: need to watch a movie called Kaleidoscope. I did watch Kaleidoscope. Oh, you did? But the
1: wrong one. I watched the oh, TV whoops. series one. Anyhow, yeah. Yeah, I love him. <laughs> anyway, Toby Jones is good. First Cow is about literally like people milking this cow and making For biscuits. For the first and time? Making biscuits in secret. I watched it on a plane. It's pretty great. Anyway, I also like Hugo weaving as Red Skull. I think he's leaning into how ridiculous it is in a good way. It's good to be hammy. Okay. I like when you first see, before you see his face, the painter has all reds. That's a fun detail. Yes, I like that. I like Red Skull. I think he looks cool. The the makeup. I think he does. He looks he doesn't have a nose. He's just red oh, a red. It's so cool. Um
0: So the whole time, like The Matrix is one of my top ten favorite movies. Yeah, and, and that's all I could see. I well, kept wanting him to say Mister Captain America. Yeah. Like he says, Mr Anderson. See, I kept wanting that. He's,
1: I like Hero really. even.
0: Like his character, I guess, is fine. The every time, like every time his face showed up, I was like, "No." You're
1: like good-looking bad guy. What a good character design. No,
0: no. Like pre him taking his face off. Yeah. That all was awesome because you could tell. Like they did an excellent job on making his face look like it wasn't his yeah. face yeah. that it was that- covering. That was awesome. Mm-hmm. And then he took it off, and I'm like what is this? The mask? Are we like, <laughs> is, this, is he, did he just turn into Jim Carrey? And he's going to be like, yeah. Da, 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 da. No, I think it's it was a cool terrible. Um, it was I terrible. like how
1: the makeup is also practical, like mixed with like, he, he took his nose off digitally and stuff, but oh, cool. I think it's just a cool blend. Yeah. Uh, CGI. And so stuff. him,
0: so the word is like the, for that kind of villain is megalomaniac. He just wants power for the sake of power. Yeah, and uh, th- that 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 is a that is a trope in mm. superhero movies. Yeah. that I mean, I I get it, but I mean, I really hope that the, our Marvel movies don't center entirely around these people that want power. Yeah, in in um, Iron Man, he didn't want him to take over the world. Right. So I mean, that was okay. Incredible Hulk, I don't know I don't what know. the heck yeah, it's is not, going not on there. Um, we've got Whiplash, who didn't want to take over the world. So up until this point, I was yeah. like, okay. Like, we don't have these absurd world domination characters. And He's, then we got Red Skull.
1: It's because his whole thing is Hitler's too tame for him. Yeah. He's like, the Nazis, not good enough. Time not for a hybrid. Exactly. So it's yeah. just the guy who wants to do what Hitler's doing, but times you know hundred. Yeah. Um, so the
0: Hitler thing was another problem I had.
1: What's the Hitler thing? When you get the Hitler when thing. Captain America's like, I knocked Hitler out two hundred times. No, <laughs> that's <laughs> the thing that the, I like that, that Red
0: Skull is working for Hitler.
1: And then he wasn't
0: okay. But what we like, what we know about Hitler is yeah. he's not going to be like, oh, why don't you go over there, create an enormous army. Yeah. Um, Hitler was very into like they got that part of it right. He was very into the the occult and occult power, so mm-hmm. they got that right. Yeah. But there's no way that they're going to send Red Skull dude off with the the tesseract <laughs> and just leave him alone. Yeah. There's no way Hitler would have done that. No way. Well, Not not long enough for him to build this enormous facility, for certain. Yeah. Not long enough for him to <laughs> assemble an entire frickin' army bigger than the Nazi army to come in. No. Hitler would never, ever have done that. Well, maybe, so that part does not make sense to me either.
1: All right. Well, maybe Hitler in the MCU was a little bit different than real life Hitler. I don't know. I think this movie is good. I like it. I like it. I don't know. Whatever. It, it's not the worst one. That's yes, just an insane so person far. would say that. Type I'm of insane. Thing. <laughs> no. Here's something that's dumb. It's not in this movie. Oh. Okay. Uh, in the She-Hulk show, which is my least favorite show out of all the shows, there's wow. a part where She-Hulk is talking to Hulk, and it's like. Because here's the thing, people get so weird about stuff and they're like, what is Captain America? He's the 90 year old virgin type of thing in the the She-Hulk. That's just a joke that gets told a lot when it was happening, all sorts of different conversations going on here and there. But the internet got so obsessed with this weird idea and they had to, in She-Hulk on Disney Plus, the She-Hulk's talking to Hulk about it like, oh, how how did it never happen? And then Hulk's like, oh, yeah, he slept with one of the dancers, all right? And, like, like why? What? No, he didn't. Yeah. If you watch this movie, he didn't.
0: Yeah, there's no there's way. There's no
1: way. Yeah. Stupid She-Hulk being the worst thing. <laughs> 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 like, why do we have to retroactively change something? Because for internet conversation has uh, been obsessed with specific minute details. Like, oh, what about this?
0: I guess that's me. But, like, mine are all... My little specific details are all... This doesn't make sense. This is illogical. So, anyway, I'm Spock.
1: Yeah. Here's a a little Easter egg for our listeners. The one actor, when he busts out the people, and they have all these people. The only one I know by name is Dum-Dum-Dugan. His name is Dum-Dum-Dugan. And I used to play on the PlayStation 2 Ultimate Alliance, and you talked to Dum-Dum-Dugan at one point. Anyway, Captain America has his team of people. And there's the one guy... When we see him, someone's like, "Oh, we just we've taken everyone," because he may look like he's Japanese, you know. Right. And the guy's like, "I'm from Fresno, Ace," you know, like yeah. I'm American. Right. That actor comes back in the MCU, and the character who he's playing in a later movie has the same last name. Uh, let us know if you know where you see that actor again with the same last name. Obviously, not set in World War II, so that's a little thing for our listeners. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Anyway, so you know what I think, Red Skull, he's campy. Yes, campy is good. It would be
0: if the rest of the movie was. The
1: movie's kind of campy.
0: Well, okay, that's fair. That's fair, but it it's not it's not embracing its campiness. You're not wrong. I feel like they want you to take Captain America seriously. Yeah, you're not
1: wrong. It's campy as a byproduct, I suppose. Yeah, which
0: makes. Red school's campiness a problem for the movie rather than yeah. a strength, well, I would say. I,
1: don't know. I still like it. I guess, and for the list of campiness, ridiculous or over-the-top. yeah. I will say there are connotations and historical connections to the LGBT community with camp and how it's depicted and how it has depicted characters and settings and stories in the past historically. But for the most part, camp just means over-the-top or ridiculous. It's ridiculous.
0: So, Red Skull is ridiculous on purpose, is what you're saying? No,
1: I don't think it is. Oh. I just think the fact that it is campy and it just. It's hammy. He's like. Yes. A, he's a mustache twirling villain and yes. it's good. I uh, think the movie takes a turn when it gets to the montage. Yes. Like when he. We can certainly he, talk he about the montage. He becomes Captain America. He goes on his first thing. Oh, yeah, when you're like, oh, he chooses to do this in your summary. Like, no, he couldn't go out into fight because that guy dies. Like, I don't know. Be the poster boy for Bonds and stuff. He didn't want to do that. But then, you know, he still goes out in his ridiculous costume. Yes. To the like, are I'm Captain America. I already said that quote, but I just like it so much. <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay, My audience
1: so. is, is more 12. You know, there's a lot of funny lines like that. Right. I think it's good. And then when it gets to the montage with his team, it's not great.
0: No, it is horrible. I, like I already said, I seriously thought that they were making fun of themselves. Like I thought it was a one punch man kind of montage. Yeah. Like we're so ridiculous that like at one point, so listener, if you don't watch any chunk of just go watch this montage and at one point, Captain America blows up a tank that off. is roughly the size of the White House. Yeah, it's huge. <laughs> and he's got this slow-mo thing where he's like, Ooh, uh, uh, I'm like, you have got to be kidding me. There is no way you can do this and expect me to take it seriously.
1: Yeah, I'm not going to offend all of that. Yeah. I think it's ultimately, we don't, I think it comes down to the bad guy. where It's just them doing cool things for cool's sake and it's like the bad guy has nothing to do with it really i mean they're thwarting his plans but you just kind of see that happen it's not like anything is really being affected by characters and stuff right. it's just cool things and it does take a dip and then we get of course uh bucky falls mm-hmm. and it's sad yeah and did you know Ish. bucky was like <laughs> like was basically robin to yeah his batman at first like a kid mhm and I then I might get this wrong so I'm sorry if I do but then like when Captain America freezes in the comics Bucky's like he takes over for a while um and then even when he comes back in some comics I believe Bucky and him team up again as adults and stuff That's Cool Things I like didn't that. Know that But um you know Bucky's the sidekick who's the he's wimpy at f- uh not wimpy uh, Steve Rogers is the small guy at first but then Bucky becomes the small guy right. which is kind of fun
0: That was fun that part where he's I don't remember exactly what he said, but he's like, We're,
1: we've switched places. I'm- oh, yeah. You used to be you used to be shorter or something. Yeah. Uh, but when he falls, that's another really bad effect yes. that takes you out of the movie. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, I, oh, okay. Yeah. I couldn't have cared less oh, that no. he fell. You know, I thought of <laughs> – this is what I think of now in the movie Game Night when um, <laughs> the, the girl kicks the guy in the plane jet and she goes, yes. Oh no, he died. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I think of. It's like, "Oh, he died." Do you have a dessert of? Excuse I don't. Me. I think Dr. the G's. dessert
0: of the real is is your this well, is you your find? thing.
1: Tommy Lee Jones offers uh Toby Jones uh steak. Yeah, oh, like, that's you know, right. Cuz he thinks it's poison. Then he yes. eats the steak in front of him. Yeah. He's like, I forget what he says, but that would be awkward. Yeah. <laughs> he's got a bunch of Tommy Lee Jones has a great a I, bunch of great lines. Yes, he does. <laughs> I love Tommy Lee another great line well you cut down a hydra two more will grow a Covenant's its place and he just shoots one guy down like let's find two more <laughs> 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 stuff like yeah, that. yeah he's great good stuff yeah
0: so can we talk about the fact that red skull defeats himself yeah why captain america's there oh red skull yeah he blows his own everything up he defeats himself, yeah. and Captain America just kind of stands on the other side of the exploding crap and watches him take off.
1: Why? I guess it's so that Captain America would also go down, I suppose. But I don't know. Red
0: Skull wants to take over the world. Yeah. He has all this crap, all these guns, all of this power, yeah. all of this stuff, yeah. and Captain America's fighting his guys in the you know the foyer or whatever it is and he's like hmm i guess i'll blow everything up that i've worked for for the last x years why
1: i don't know well he kind of has that attitude earlier on when he sees captain america and he blows up the factory at first it's like what are you doing it's like where our forces aren't matched that's captain america or whatever he says he I don't know. He kind of has that attitude of like he knows when he's defeated, and he's willing to like. He's not him. defeated. I don't know. He's got the the sin of that's a good point. Blasters, uh, that all right. I was, this movie's bad and awful, and no one should watch it. Okay, thank <laughs> you. We can
0: uh, close now. <laughs> um, no, like it just there was so many things that didn't make any sense, and then it finally ended. So but, I, I actually I liked the end. End. Like, despite the fact that he should be, you know,
1: dead. When he wakes up in the... Yeah,
0: yeah. Like, that part I really liked because they're trying to acclimate him. And I even kind of liked the Nick Fury thing, kind of. Yeah. You have and the
1: most insane actors you don't like. How do you I not I just don't like... like
0: actors that don't act, except for Tommy Lee Jones. I like Tommy Lee <laughs> <B> Jones.
1: <laughs> I, fun fact, that ending scene is filmed uh, at, like, Times Square, yeah. which is super hard to do in real life. Oh, that's And cool. also, it's so crazy to think this series becomes this thing where it's like, oh, people aren't even filmed on the same set. Like, there could be two people filmed... In a scene, but one of them could be filmed later on in a set somewhere else, and you wouldn't know unless you knew. But that's really uh, Central Station. Not Central. It's New York. It's all New York. If you're not from New York, it's the whatever it's called Times Square. That's cool. (laughs) Which is cool. He looks around. You see all the yeah, You see all the stuff. I have to tell you a story. Um, When this movie came out, is it was this was the one that came out in summer, and Thor came out earlier. Uh, I was just doing Trek, which was this thing where. In my church. You dress up as pioneers and pretend to go uh, push a hand car and all these things. And you're out in the sun and you're, I don't know, uh, doing stuff. Um, <laughs> the day that it ended, it was like a big party at the church or whatever. Uh-huh. And my brother and I and our good friend were like, you know, we want to leave and just go see Captain America? That came out. So we left, we're all like freshly sunburned and we're in the cool theater that seeing Captain America for the first time. And then we, of course, you stay for the end credits. You stay always for the end credits. Some people do, yeah. Well, you're supposed to. And also on a side note, I like to sit in credits, let the music or whatever, you have to soak in the movie you just saw and reflect on what your thoughts are on it. Anyway, so that's why I like that Marvel forces people to stay the whole time. I like that. But the end credits for this movie is just a teaser for Avengers. Right. The move that comes out next year. Right. And we lost it. We were out of our minds. We were yelling. <laughs> we were so excited for Avengers. Because it wasn't until we saw Nick Fury in the first Iron Man, like, what are they going to do? Is this going to be Avengers? Ultimate Alliance? What is this? And like, oh, we're, we're assembling the team. It was it was a moment to live. That's cool. Avengers. And it's it was like an experiment. And we'll talk about it next week and stuff because there's never been really a movie that's done this. Like, like here are four or five movies that you need to see and they're all going to be in this other movie. Yeah. You know, it's it was the first time and it set an annoying trend in Hollywood. So <laughs> try to recapture that. But
0: mm. I remember cool. – yelling
1: and cheering. And I should note, because we, we didn't see it opening day and stuff, it wasn't like a crowded theater. It was like <laughs> a week removed or whatever. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Not, I don't want people to think I'm too annoying. <laughs> <laughs> did you see, hear the Wilhelm scream? Do you know who Wilhelm is? Yes,
0: I did. Actually, my son pointed it out. You watched this with your son? Uh, I watched it with, actually, I think my whole, yeah, my whole family that's home. What did home. they
1: think? Um, Maybe we should get them on on the mic. We <laughs> yeah. Some, they all hated it. Um. <laughs> <laughs> uh. So
0: these kind of things that we talk about on here originate when I watch a movie, and so uh, my kids sometimes don't watch movies with me because they know I'm going to critically analyze <laughs> the film. But I will say that my kids, this is not their favorite marvel movie it's not even close to their favorite marvel movie yeah even before they watched it with me so
1: i it's not mine either and then in fact it's probably my least favorite out of the three because each hero gets three movies except for hulk he only gets the one (laughs) and thor gets a bonus one thor gets four i want to point something out i want to sound like i know what i'm talking about to some degree and You know, it may seem like on this podcast all I watch are Marvel movies, but I watch all sorts of movies. (laughs) I watch anything and everything, artistic and stuff. But I also, I almost hate to say this, I have a degree in film and media studies. It's not just a degree.
0: (laughs) He has a master's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Master's degree.
1: So I kind of alluded to this way earlier, but um, something that I can't help but think is... When I watch these older movies is how the internet reacted to them as they were coming out. Like, this is 2011. I was still in high school. But the internet is ablaze on social media, on YouTube, all sorts of people have thoughts and opinions about these things. You know, it's fair to say. In fact, I was going to ask you, what do you think? Is this too long? Is this going to be a long episode? (laughs) Yeah. But I wanted to talk about this.
0: Okay. Let's talk about it. I'm here for you, right? I guess we can wait till next week. No, let's, let's talk about it now. Um, the moment is now.
1: Yeah. What do you think the first truly online series was? Like, the series of movies that people on the internet talked about with each other. I mean, arguably, since the 90s. There have been chat rooms here and there. Sure. The people were mad about casting on Lord of the Rings before the movie came out because it didn't fit what the book said. So not Lord of the Rings? Pre-social media. No, Lord of the Rings is the pinnacle of this can't happen again where people can get so angry about specific things for everyone so to So what see. was the
0: first one?
1: It might be this well, series in a large part. This one? It might be. Because hmm. 2008, the first iPhone came out in 2008 you know do you a, know that because I was there Dr. Oh, okay. Deets well I was too but. <laughs> I was I was there there's a good case and social media like Facebook was it 2005 or maybe 2005 was YouTube and Facebook was later on too now I'm getting these dates mixed up anyway there's a good case that this is the first series where if you had a strong opinion you said it on the internet mm. and people listened to it or got mad at it or reacted to it right there's something called media convergence. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. What's media convergence? You're probably already aware of it. I
0: probably am not, but I can infer that it's
1: uh, something like groupthink. Yeah. Okay. So this is, comes from a, an article by Henry Jenkins. He comes up with this idea so this was actually 2004 mm. so before social media really it, he says in the foreseeable future convergence will be a kind of kludge a jerry rigged uh, rigging relationship between different media technologies rather than a fully integrated system meaning how uh, as technology progresses this technology is getting influence that technology mm. and if you apply it to like i don't know Hollywood. <laughs> How, like, people use technology, small technology, let's say on your smartphone, like TikTok, like YouTube videos, like rants on Twitter, might influence bigger things yeah. like Hollywood. Sure. And we're seeing that and have seen that happen this media convergence. <laughs> uh, he says the emergent knowledge cultures. Never fully escape the influence on the commodity culture any more than commodity culture can functionally fully outside the constraints of territoriality. Basically saying, this little thing is not going to take over. Right. It's going to merge. You know. Mm -hmm. And the other thing I wanted to say, because I just wanted to, it just reminded me of I was watching this, because I was thinking of dumb internet videos as we I was watching this movie, because big things when I was in high school that are kind of still big. Like YouTube channels like How It Should Have Ended, Sins, or Honest Movie Trailers. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, let's make fun of this movie type of thing. And a paratext is just material that surrounds a published main text. So when a movie comes out, paratexts are like, like everything I'm just saying, YouTube videos, or things that are like, hey, let's talk about this thing. And each paratext has its own audience, has its own culture this idea of things come out when something big comes out, little things come out that have audiences and there's like blogs, there's micro blogs, things get made about the main thing. And that just, and I guess my main point is MCU was, I think the first of its kind or the main thing of its kind, where it's like, you can't escape all these little things that pop up when one of these comes out and my brain still remembers all these dumb jokes from internet videos about this movie. Like when Captain America in how it should have ended or whatever, he's crashing the plane and uh, Peggy's like, is it going down in flames? Like, no, I got control over it. Are the bombs, can you dismantle the bombs? They're actually like not on a timer or anything. In fact, you can (laughs) fly them like what just fly the plane back here. Like, it's so sad, you know, internet jokes and i think media is just connected to this type of stuff not to you because you're older and you weren't watching youtube videos but for my generation millennials and especially gen z and alpha now and stuff they're born with iphones in their hand and tiktoks and like oh did you know this fun fact about this movie yeah it's like you can't escape these paratex movies have people that have thoughts on them, and those people have audiences that watch those people, and it's like all these connected dots. In fact, we're doing the same we thing. We are paratext. Yeah, we're talking about the thing. We're yeah. doing it. Yeah. Anyway, I think it's all interesting, and that's all I have to say about that.
0: Yeah. So do the paratexts, do you think, influence the future texts?
1: Yeah, in fact, the article I'm kind of basing this off is by Mia Consolavo, where it's about video games and how... Video games, it's easier to see and fix things in real time, especially online games. Like, oh, here's something we can change in a game that exists because right, people are mad about something. it. Yeah. Uh, but I think games do this, or uh, movies do the same thing. In fact, there was a time when... Like, I don't know, video essays come out, like, why do Marvel movies have a gray color scale? They need to be colorful. And like people oh yeah, look at that. and people are like, Yeah, look at that. And then um I think they've kind of corrected that, like the later ones are like, Yeah, look how colorful this movie is. Mm. People just point out things and I think Disney listens. And there are other examples, like and there's a show Westworld, where a Reddit thread was like accurately predicting where season two was gonna go and they made changes because of yeah. internet predictions. I think Disney listens. In fact, I think they're listening too much. And they are trying to make some people happy and changing things. And there's, the stories are suffering because they're like, let's make our audience happy. And people seem to want that because I saw it on the internet. Anyway, so I guess... So that
0: ties... Sorry. Are you, go on.
1: I'm done. My, I'm just saying...
0: So that ties in, like, in my classes, we talk about, like, the one little person... Can do things that affect the whole rest of the world. So yeah, I think this is a really interesting concept that you, the listener, and I, the random high school English teacher, <laughs> have power. We can we can change things and affect things. Yeah. Um, in fact, that's one of the main reasons why I agreed to do the podcast because hopefully. Um, Disney's listening to this, and they'll stop making crappy movies, <laughs> and they'll start fixing the things that don't make sense in the movies, so that there's a logical consistency. So, yeah. um, that's my yeah my main complaint.
1: So, any closing thought? No, just just that last thought. I thought yeah, I that was be. good. Uh, join us next week for Avengers. Yes. Marvel's The Avengers. And then the week after that will be Jason's choice, it where will. he chooses a brand new movie.
0: Next week we will have a, a special guest. One of our colleagues will join us for for that
1: podcast. So. Yeah, I think kind of diff- three different viewpoints on Avengers. Yeah, I am so excited to see what you think of Avengers. <sighs> and then it's Phase Two after that.
0: Can't. Thanks wait. for listening. So make sure that uh, as you watch your movies, you're thinking critically. You're examining them for. Um, any attempts to persuade you and make sure that you allow the things to persuade you that you want to and you block everything else.
1: Yeah. Thank you for the jazz band for our intro and our outro. Yeah. Oh, and also, uh, don't forget to like and <laughs> share our yeah. podcast. You're the best. We love you. <laughs>